Welcome to the Tuesday Review. I'm Nathan, and as always, I'm joined in the studio by James and Callum. Hey, going boys? Hello, good. How are you? Good. Um, I- interesting show. We have our for now. I'll call the final um, episode of our. We'll say us reviewing oh, and talking yeah. about Disney. I was going to say Star. this is the last time we should talk about Disney Star because <laughs> we've talked about it for like seventy <laughs> times now. I know, <laughs> but there's always something new to talk but about. It's I, not our fault. Yeah, I think <laughs> from now, obviously, we'll talk about it when there's a big new drop <laughs> yeah. on it. But I think this is the last time for for at least the foreseeable. Yeah, future. unless there's like a major release or something yeah. like that, obviously. Watch next week, we, Disney yeah. will be like, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> next week. So, see, they just like, they got to keep doing things to keep us talking about it. Yeah, we're feeding into their because, as you know, they listen to this show. That's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Bob Iger anymore. Who is it? It's someone uh, else. We actually, I had the name uh, Bob uh, Chapek. Yeah, Bob Chapek. Another Bob. Yeah, there's yeah. another Bob. Bob. Bob's a popular name for Disney, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Now, speaking of Bob Chapek, uh, Deadline actually released an article yesterday mm. uh, that talked about how Disney feel like, or Bob Chapek feels like, uh, there's going to be a shorter window between theatrical release and streaming release. Yeah. Because he says that the cons- he, the consumers might start to feel impatient now that they've got a taste for the quick they, releases. I was like, took, they really do listen to the show. It, no, no, but it took till the <laughs> it took till the end of the world. It took till a yeah, pandemic for them to realize that you can't. Like they have to, yeah, you know, re- shorten the. But they also got a taste window. of this with Mulan, right? Because they made yeah. a substantial amount of money they otherwise yeah, wouldn't money. have made yeah. if it went to theaters. Yeah. Who would have thought giving people easy and efe- efficient access yeah. to movies would pay off? Because I was thinking about, it, I'm like, I would, I wouldn't pay, like, because you know how they're releasing um, movies on the cinema and mm, simultaneously uh, yeah. to to pay, like pay per view. What do you call it? Thirty, yeah. Um, like you, you can rent premium it. streaming, yeah. yeah. And then oh no, it goes actually, technically you buy it. Premium, yeah, yeah. It's like premium, premium, and then you cut. It goes. Off, I think it goes off after a while. Yeah, it's basically paper. But then, view. but then yeah. after a couple of months, it goes back on free to yeah. watch. So yeah. I'm like, no one's gonna well, with the case pay of, for it, right? With the case but of people, Mulan, it was thirty dollars, and then it unlocked onto your Disney account, and they just gave it to you. And then after yeah, a couple but, months, it went but, free. Yeah, but now it's free. But yeah. that's what I'm saying is why would you pay for it if you can wait a couple months? But everyone paid yeah, for it. I was gonna say, I'm I assuming especially kids. people with kids. Yeah, I think it depends on the film. Because I think that if they would say Matrix 4 comes out, yeah. and then I'm like, okay, well, I can wait three months for it to be released on streaming. or that's I can give fair him, enough. I can give them $30 to watch it now. And it's also I'll qu- probably pay now. Yeah, it's also a quantity issue, right? You and all the boys go see the movie. Collectively, you're spending $100. Yeah. You get all the boys over to your house and watch it on your projector. Yeah, it's like, well, it's like, it's like, that, pay, it's even, like pay-per-view. Yeah, you I didn't even all, think of that. Yeah. That way, you're saving money as a group rather than yeah. individual. And it, it, still, it, it still would cost virtually nothing yeah. anyway. So if you had like four or five friends and you're each paying four or five dollars, that's a lot cheaper than going to the movies and each paying $20. Still ticket. participating in that movie culture of like yeah. going to the movies, even though it's at your house, you're still getting snacks. Still, you're seeing it with people. Yeah, it's still you know, an it's event. It's still that engagement. Sort of, yeah. the, the only negative is obviously it's at the expense of the movie theaters. Yeah, because mm. um, you're not supporting any local. That industry. being said, uh, Chapek didn't say they were going to stop supporting theaters. It's the idea shorter, was yeah. there's going to be less time. He yeah. said that the consumers feel like there's no point in there being a period after theatrical runs where the movies are just gathering dust. And it's, it's yeah. true. Which is what we yeah. talked about before. Especially in Australia. Uh, on the, I think on yeah, the old yeah. show where there's like that big period where it's like, I want to watch that movie six, again. Six months of but dust. But you have to wait months for it to be released on exactly. Blu-ray. Yeah. And that doesn't, that's I, I never remember, made any I sense. I don't remember if we talked, we probably talked about it on the show, but it's like, you go and you see a movie, it's like, if you really love that movie, you want to watch it again, you have to pay full price, go back out and 
you know, yeah, go back in. There's that weird or, dead spot between yeah. the end of its theatrical yeah. run and its um, release to media. physical media. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is the only way to see it again is to pay to go to the movies again. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, then otherwise you have to wait for physical or streaming months and months after. And Which is uh, if you think about it, yeah. it's, it's it, you know it's it's a it's a loss of revenue. You know, because the sooner yeah, you get the, it to the streaming, idea, the, the sooner idea you to can them, continue to capitalize. Because they're still working in an old... Old world mentality. Exactly. Yeah. The idea was that you just keep it going in the cinema, you make as much money as possible for as long as possible, then later you bring it. But by that point... I suppose that like, also, uh, keep in mind, you know, I'm not a businessman. Yeah. Uh, I talk, you know, I pretend to be for the show, <laughs> as we all do. Um, I guess that the uh, the idea is... By the time you release it on media, there, there might be some hype for it because people are like, oh, finally we get to watch that's it again. That's ridiculous. Yeah, but I'm like, that's the only thing I could think of, yeah. like why it would be seen as a positive in the industry because it must be because it's been done for so long. Yeah. There must be a reason they do it. I, I honestly, I know there's a reason and I can't even think of it and that's probably because it was a dumb reason. Yeah, it may, pro- knowing Hollywood, it has yeah. to do with tax or something. <laughs> It's something shifty, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> but still, it's good news. Good news for for people like us who love movies and want to be, able, you know, that want yeah. that turnaround well, reduced. You know, as much as the pandemic sucked, it did mean that I could watch. Uh, eventually, when the, we were out of lockdown, I could watch Tenet in IMAX, and then like a couple weeks later, bought it on 4K and yeah. watched it again. Well, the, yeah, in the my whole house. industry sort of shifted. Yeah, because it had to to survive. Yeah, so we got more digital content. But I will say, though, we've been uh, going to the movies uh, quite frequently lately, and it's, it's so nice to get back to it. It is, but now all the streaming I, serv- now all the services, the movies they actually hope for, they're holding on yeah. to them for now. Yeah. yeah. They're getting delayed until 2022, the end of 2021, theater yeah. releases, because they want to make that money out of them. That's the so thing. So 90% of the movies, we have an exception this week, Yeah. but like 90% of the movies we've seen at, at the cinemas recently are pretty much garbage, because yeah. the only movies they're throwing out yeah. are the movies the studios don't want or don't have faith in. Well, yeah, I mean, and I, as I said on one of our Zoom episodes, I'm like, I'm at the point now where I'm I'm only going to go to the movies for the big releases, which are the ones that are going to draw crowds anyway. Otherwise, I can wait for streaming for most of the stuff. Yeah. Because most of the stuff ends up being not that good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the majority of movies Especially aren't now. that good. We, yeah. we didn't talk about these on the show, but Callum and I, what, what was it? What movie did we see? Wrong Turn? Oh, uh, yeah. Turn. You guys uh, see all those crappy yeah, horror movies. Yeah, I like horror. We like horror movies. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was garbage. Yeah, of course. It's like not even worth talking about on the show. Yeah. So, you know, Just for, don't for, see it. For a start, yeah. it's a modern remake of a horror movie. They, they're... Their track records are bad to begin with. Oh, yeah, all the modern remakes re- of the classics. They're, re- they're remaking all the, like the early two thousand stuff now. Yeah, like so we've gotten to the point where that stuff is, <laughs> and that wasn't good to begin <laughs> with. Like, like I said, the, <laughs> yeah, a lot of that stuff wasn't that good. Like I said, though, just I, wait for Jeepers Creepers the reboot. <laughs> oh no! But you know, for me, it's like nice to be getting back out to the cinema, seeing things on a big screen. It's a shame it all sucks, but it's on a <laughs> it's on a big well, screen though. It's what we're talking about tonight's pretty good. No, yes, that's, although this is we'll the get, exception. We'll, yeah, yeah, it's, it's the exception. Yeah, um, and yeah, the film we're talking about this week, the exception. Yeah, well, and then and then actually, off the top of my head, it, the release schedule goes dead again in yeah. terms of theatrical. Yeah, it's because we're still in the middle of COVID. Yeah, f- yeah, effectively. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to see anything good at the movies really until the end of the year. Yeah, and that's if that and that will Spider Man is like December seventeenth. June, I think June. James Bond. No, that'll get pushed uh, back. He's going to get pushed yeah. again. <laughs> I would say that these are all. 
potentially coming out this year. Yeah, yeah. But the you moment, never know. I would, I would just wait and see how, war, apparent, how, like, on, how it, it also all just depends on you know uh, really America and how the vaccination efforts go. That's and that true. Kind of yeah. Stuff. Because if America is not in a good place, all these movies are getting pushed back. Exactly, yeah. So yeah, because that's the really biggest matter. market. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So D- Disney Plus. Disney uh, Plus is, Star. Is Disney Plus Star. We, we've had a little bit of time to sit with it, James. What are your thoughts before I? Well, I I haven't had a lot of time, but I did go through just to see what was on there. Um, much like Disney Plus when it first came out, it's surprising. There's not a lot of stuff considering Disney owns everything in the whole world, but I it's still early days. Why it's issues in Australia? Are a it's bit it's that too. Yeah, and it's early days. It also wouldn't surprise me if they're still having to digitize things or whatever. And well, get yeah, going. that's what I'm saying. Is yeah. as as time goes on, it'll obviously get bigger. But at the moment, I, you could scroll through scroll through everything and start pretty quickly. Yeah, you could. See, I was actually surprised. Yeah, yeah, you can see all the highlights. But, you know, obviously there's all the classic movies, Fox movies, Aliens, Predators, um, Die Hards, and all that stuff, Commandos on there, all cool all cool old Fox movies, so you got all that. But for me, like, the TV shows are the, the, the draw. The draw, yeah. Because... MASH. For me, yeah, 11 out of 10, best streaming service, it's got all Both seasons movies. of MASH. All of MASH. All of MASH. Which is I, we'll talk, I want to talk in mash a little Worth, bit in greater yeah. detail after we just overview. Yeah, because I was I was thinking I'm like you know what Disney Disney's really rubbing me the wrong way. They're such an evil corporation. I'm like maybe I should cancel. I'm like I know we do the show like we watch so much. I shouldn't cancel. And then Nathan's like they've got mash on Disney Star and it looks really good. And I was like best streaming service ever. Worth every penny just for mash. Mate, I have thoughts. <laughs> um, but like yeah, I think you're right. At the moment, the library is quite small, but I, I think that that's all tied yeah, up yeah. into well, licensing. Like they have, as Cam said, some of it will have to be cleaned up. Yeah, like I think last week you mentioned they have some seasons of shows, but not all of yeah, them. Yeah, and th- that would all be just right. And issues. yeah, eventually that'll I, I think fall it, back it, in. We were talking about this before. Um, I'm not sure if it was on the air or not, but Disney, they've come at, like they didn't have to come out with swinging with Disney Plus or Disney Plus Star. They could have just sat back and been like, all our new movies was, are coming here. Yeah. I was thinking about this with Nintendo. You know, Nintendo is very I was having the same finicky. Thought. I was having the same thought. It's that Nintendo thing. It's like, they're weird and they make strange decisions. It's like, we know people are going to buy stuff, so we don't have yeah. to do anything. But that every, kind of mentality. Every first party game you get has that quality, Nintendo quality guarantee. Yeah. And most of them, like the game or not, they're all really high quality. They'll run at 60 frames very a second. Very polished, yeah. yeah. And they're polished. You know what you're getting. It's but they all, release things weirdly. But they release things weirdly. Yeah. And, yeah. Disney's limited almost, numbers. There's some analogs to Disney Plus here, I yeah. feel. Yeah. Because they don't always make all the correct decisions or all the weird decisions, yeah. but they come but, at it from... You know, a, they have a really good creative team, but their executive team seems to not quite understand what people want. It's like Disney. Yeah. So, but... It's like Disney, like Nintendo, for example, right, yeah. has some of the best development teams in the industry. Yeah. But of course, the, the, the people at the top who make all the decisions... Exactly. They're like, oh, we'll release this game that people have been asking for for three years. Until March. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and then you look at Disney, it's like, okay, people want Mulan, pay us 30 bucks yeah. first. And it's the same thing. It's like, it's it's that but, executive but it's like, and creative disconnect. I think what maybe what Nathan's getting at is that unlike Nintendo with Disney Plus, they seem to be doing, going in the right yeah, direction. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. A more consumer friendly they're coming direction. at, like Disney can do whatever they want. But, yeah. But yeah. they are coming at this with the right frame of mind. We'll get to the tech specs in a minute. Yeah. But, they're doing it in a consumer-friendly direction with good faith. 
so far. So far, yeah. I'm um, I'm kind of interested to see how the I understand Mulan was like a pay per view thing at first. I'm kind of interested in seeing if they take that approach with their Marvel movies. So if like Ant Man two mm. comes out, will they be like you can get it on streaming if pays I thirty think, bucks? I'm like I think it all depends on the pandemic mm, and yeah. um, like they, American. I feel like the symbiotic relationship with Marvel movies and the theaters is too big. Like Spider Man is only coming to theaters. That's indicative of what will happen so far. That's true. So yeah. far there's a, there that, is a difference. The, the there is a difference. That's also that also might be because of the Sony thing. Yeah, but that sort of idea of these movies we know are going to make us five hundred million dollars at the box office. Yes. Yeah, that they that's don't have the to take thing, risks yeah. with them. They, at the end of the day, they still know all the money comes from the big box office. Yeah, numbers exactly. And are they that confident in Disney Plus yet to take a risk? Yeah, probably not. And it's fair enough. They they know they're going to make five hundred mil from X, Y, and Z movies. Yeah, and Disney Plus is still relatively new too. Yeah, yeah. So it's one of those things where movies where they can take more risks. Like I guess Mulan had some bad press due to one of the actresses' opinions on certain issues. Yeah, like Pixar's Soul was never gonna be the biggest blockbuster yeah. in the world in the middle of a pandemic so exactly. it was like the safe so choice to be like here it's on streaming it's, it's a good idea for them to take these riskier movies and be like look you can pay us 30 dollars you can watch it here because yeah. especially as we said kids with families stuff like that it makes more financial sense you know yeah. people are t- doing it tough objectively it's a good decision yeah because you're not gonna have to pay for each kid's ticket and like yeah what, whatever they want from the candy bar and it wrangle becomes, the kids into the movie theater exactly yeah. and it, that spreads the viral like that's a good thing in my opinion yeah um, but I think the tentpole films, the Marvel blockbusters, they, yeah. I, my opinion at the moment all the money makers is all the money makers will stay in theaters. Yeah, they might, you know, you might be able to purchase it before rental through Disney Plus. Yeah, something like that. There will be a middleman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, how I see the smart. That, thing. That's definitely probably the case. It's like you know, maybe before it becomes available to rental stream, you can pay thirty dollars to unlock it on your Disney Plus. Yeah. Whatever the case may be, yeah. it'll be something in the middle like that. Where it keeps yeah, we'll Disney still happy, release it keeps the theaters yeah. happy, keeps the accountants happy. Yeah. Like a pre-order, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like exactly. Definitely, yeah. Um, as for the actual Disney Plus star as a service, Disney Plus has an amazingly high bit rate that I'd never noticed before. Because all the stuff I've been watching on Disney Plus has been Dolby Vision 4K. Yeah, HBO it's like Mandalorian, anyway. WandaVision. Yeah. They're brand new shows made you for 4K TVs. It's like. And of course, they're going to look great. Yeah, but I've been watching Dolby some older Vision. content. Uh, we'll talk about Mash in a bit, but yeah. I watched The Rock. I've seen some like bits and pieces of other shows. Yeah. And like I've watched The Rock on Netflix. It didn't look the, amazing. The um, Sean Connery. Yeah, the Sean Michael Connery Bay, and yeah. Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage, um, yeah. And it didn't look amazing on Netflix. I watched it on Disney+, Plus and it's the best looking version of the movie I've ever seen. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I'm like, why is it? Is it because they own, is it because Box, they own the yeah. source material? Yeah. Like, can they source the best version of the movie? Perhaps, yeah. Maybe. I also think money's just not a factor to them. Maybe no, see, exactly. Cause, That's true. Because Netflix, of course, was in debt They're for a long time, money, and yeah. they were all—they were always a famous, you know, at the top of the food chain streaming service. Yeah. But their f- the financial decisions that they had to make on a daily basis probably aren't ones we think of here in the studio. You Is, know, like yeah, like the the things like borrow, borrow. They borrow. do have like, for example, there's not that, that there used to not be too many non-originals on Netflix that were in like proper 4K. Yeah. There are a few now, but like back a couple of years ago, you only really got originals in like that real high def. Yeah. So, but Disney, of course, they're like, well, it's a streaming service. You know, they have the mouse behind them. Mm. 
everything is just, yeah, just a credit card. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like yeah. just, whatever whatever <laughs> it's, they're sourcing, just give yeah. us the don't mess around the highest quality yeah. available to them. Yeah. It's probably the Xbox the Microsoft thing where Xbox is a tiny portion of Microsoft's revenue, and they're just like, do what you want, kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like yeah, yeah, Amazon yeah. thing. It's like Amazon Prime Video. Sure, Bezos sure doesn't care. Daddy yeah. doesn't care. Yeah, it's like take his credit card. It's fine. It's yeah. a drop in the ocean. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing with the mouse, probably. Probably, yeah. But they're going at it the right way. Um, I was yeah. doing some research on the, the bit rates. And on Netflix in Australia, or with my home internet connection anyway, uh, 4K usually caps out at like 14 megabits per second, mm. which is because obviously Disney encodes their products and their streams differently than Netflix. Netflix famously had a little bit of criticism because it capped its, it was forced to cap its yeah. streaming bit rate because of um, COVID and work from home stuff. Um, Disney, I don't know if they've done or thought about that mm. or been instructed to by the government but their their bit rate for standard from what i've read on the internet their bit rate for standard high definition content is like 28 mm. just standard whatever you're watching yeah. it'll go their, as high as it can their regular high definition content looks crystal yeah, yeah it looks amazing and I'm, I don't know if it's just because they don't really care about limiting bandwidth or their streaming is hardcore like yeah. they're, in, they're encoding software i was talking to alex at work and he mentioned the fact that there could be some sort of crazy upscaling tech going on behind the scenes a little bit, well, sharpening, making the image look a bit better. Yeah, we were, we were talking about it the other night off mic, and it was, I was I was questioning. I'm like, yeah, they didn't have to put this level of effort in, and the fact that they did is great. But I'm like, why? Like, what what are oh, they yeah. up to? Well, <laughs> But there, I think is, it, it is it some sort of backend technology that they don't even have to yeah, worry about. It probably just comes down to that they're doubling down on streaming services from now on. Like yeah. they're like, we're gonna take over streaming. That's they the also, future. They also want to let's directly compare it to binge for a second. Yeah. Right. Uh, binge binge yeah. is a service that that was kind of rushed. They Thrown didn't they, together, they had yeah. Rupert hates its existence. <laughs> yeah, it was like it's like this it's thing they kind, of just, they kind of released with no fanfare. Yeah. You know, everyone knows the service isn't the greatest. Yeah. It's a but contractual it, obligation yeah. that you Rupert look at, had to meet. Disney, I don't think, want to be seen as a company who just releases something because reasons. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you're gonna re- if you're a, as big a brand as they are, and they are a global brand, if they're gonna release something globally to like the world market, mm. you want a level of quality that says, yes, this is a Disney product. Mm. Now, I'm not a huge Disney fan, but I'm confident that whenever Disney release a movie, whether it be, you know, hand-drawn 3D or it be a game or whatnot, like Nathan said, it's like that Nintendo seal of quality thing. And that yeah. that extends to the app as well. So if they're going to be releasing a streaming app, why wouldn't they deliver the very best quality they possibly can? Because their reputation as a business we know that ethically they're not probably not the greatest company on earth. Yeah. But to families, that brand is they, gold. Yeah. yeah. I think the reason that it's so good, yeah, is usually the simplest one. They want to do it well, as even with the picture quality. And they're yeah. fighting against they, some, yeah, the they're, titans they're, of they the They have industry. to compete Net- against Netflix, Hulu. Yeah, well, Netflix. Hulu. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Netflix is like the king of streaming. Yeah. Amazon is the biggest company ever. And so they have to put all their resources in to, to become king of that market. Yeah. And they probably know that from now on, streaming is going to be people's preferred way of watching things. And it's interesting because they deliver content that no one else can. Because a lot of mm. their, a lot of, well, I mean, before Star at least, their big draw was their originals, right? Yeah. So, and uh, the IPs, they own well, like the original Star Wars content, original yeah. Marvel content, not to mention the other franchises Pixar. that we don't really 
that we don't really put yeah. so much stock into that other people like niche markets yeah. might find uh, incredibly engaging and they're going to deliver it at the highest quality well, like higher than Netflix yeah. you know what i mean like that's a that's a no tall that's, order no I, short order I i'll be say. interested to see what original star shows come out in the future that's actually There's one Big thing i Sky, wanted to talk about which i haven't seen yet mm. that's a murder mystery in a small town that looks interesting although i know i know where comes going here hellstrom yeah so the problem i have with this is they're releasing a cancelled show week by week that's that's dirty Disney. Yeah, so You're doing it, dirty. There was a show called Hellstrom, hmm. which had one season. It ended last year. Where did it originally air? Do you know? I think it could have been was a Hulu, Hulu original. original. Oh, okay. Right. So it's already done. It's cancelled. Yeah. Right. It had the one season, and then they axed it, and now they're releasing it weekly as a weekly and show. And they're pretending it's yeah. Like yeah. A we're getting new. a new episode every week. Yeah. So what I'm hoping, because it never aired in Australia. That right? that would that would only <laughs> be think. okay, and not even okay then, but it would only be okay if, if they, they com- confirmed season two. Yeah. And as far as I'm aware, they haven't. They haven't. We, uh, Alan, who's sometimes on the show, me yeah. and him were talking about it, and we did a little research. As far as I'm aware, it's just a one-season show. That's so Th- weird. This goes back to, I feel like this is an executive decision where they said all original shows have to be weekly releases. Yeah, because actually, that makes so sense. So far with yeah. Disney, that's what's happening, right? Yeah. And I feel like this show just fell under that blanket of, yeah. well, would, even though we can't... If you thought, yeah, if you thought yeah. you were going to subscribe just to watch that show that you didn't get a chance to watch on Hulu, think yeah, again, um, you have to... It would be nice, though, if they gave all these shows one more chance. You know what I mean? It's like a brand new service. Let's If, if, if the yeah. original people behind it are happy to give it one more go... You know, like, because you want to, like, the you look at Netflix, right? They're famous, of course, for action yeah. shows. You'd want to have more of a prime approach. Maybe, of course, not take, you know, prime, of course, they're very selective because they do give shows a yeah. chance. Yeah. Whereas Netflix, as we say, is like the scattered gun. They'll yeah, give exactly. heaps of people a chance, but not everybody gets more than a season. Yeah. Whereas I suppose Disney probably want to meet somewhere in the middle where they want to try and give people a chance. Yeah. We'll, but of we'll course, you know, don't you don't want to have a failing ship go five seasons? Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens in the future because so far there's only been a few. Yeah, we got those early days. Love, yeah. love Victor, um, sequel to Love Simon. Yeah. But I, I'm talking about like, and yeah, there's a few stars. Yeah, how it goes in the future, which yeah. were probably in works during the Hulu days anyway, or something like that. Yeah. But I'm talking about yeah, in a couple of years from now, it's like. Star original Alien the series or something or Star yeah, original like things that completely. might be things that might be discussed in meeting rooms now which yeah, will eventuate in like exactly. a year and a half two years yeah because because we know Disney Plus has all the family friendly Marvel Star Wars kid you know animated kids stuff family stuff but Star will have the Hulu type adult stuff Fox stuff so I want to see what original series they'll have in the future also um props to disney for really nice integration with star yeah. if you're if you're a fam, if you have young Very kids seamless seamless but if you have young kids you can just turn it off yeah and it won't be visible. gives you the option right at yeah. the start which is nice i like that yeah um yeah uh, moving on to mash um i'd never seen this show before because it's quite oh, hard so to, good it's quite hard to acquire for streaming in australia yeah it's only available on dvd this. yeah um, and they have it in stunningly good quality high definition on Disney Plus. Yeah, I don't know if it's magic upscaling or they just sourced or they just find, found I, the best I, source. I, we talked about this the other day. I doubt they went back and remastered it, so it I'm must like, be up. I uh, just must be upscaled HD TV. Um, yeah, or, or they had broadcast. a Blu-ray release in the works at some point, and they just pulled the files. 
Hmm. Like, it might be in a vault somewhere. Hmm. I want the physical Blu-ray. Well, yeah. we do know that Disney lies about things not being available. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, But no, this is a weird thing that happens with a lot of shows too. Like, um, was it The Americans, for instance? Mm. The, the show The Americans. That's a good show, yeah. That's streaming HD, but it only exists physically on, on DVD. DVD. Yeah, yeah, I hate that. that. That's, what, that's what shoots me the most is like, almost all new all new sh- not almost all new shows that have broadcast in the last 10 15 years are in HD Blu-rays Blu-ray is not new guys No no not I'm just no, saying, I'm like saying the, general. for broadcast because yeah, yeah. yeah. HD HD TVs have been a thing for 10 15 years so everything that's broadcast has been in HD but 90% of TV shows only came in on DVD Yeah I'm like yeah. so you have the source Yeah but you won't release it on the HD. Plus, it's cheaper. Yeah. So now the only now oh, the only the time arg- we're going to see it is on and the argument there was played is but DVDs still the most currently used. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> a bunch of oldies in Broadies still buy DVDs. And in Southeast Asia and like yeah. uh, you know places like that, it's like yeah, sure, DVDs the norm. In Brazil, it's like yeah, well, yeah. damn it, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Can't you please get Blu-ray yeah. players? Come on, it's, we're up to 4K now. Yeah, get, get the time. We're up to 8K now, <laughs> technically, <laughs> from our sports. But, um, yeah. but yeah, so like uh, the fact that I could never really watch it in stunning good detail like that is uh, amazing. Yeah. And it looks fantastic. Um, yeah, um, I'd, I'd like to know how they sourced it, to be yeah. honest, because it's interesting, because it looks that good. I'm like, is and it just upscaling? F- Usually you can tell with upscaling because some things yeah. will look a bit... Blurry, well, it's like, like Alex said they might have a new yeah. um like I just like to know why algorithm. It looks, it's like I'm not suspicious. Yeah. But I'm just like, why does this look so good? Yeah. It'd be it'd be interesting. Like, I haven't seen this look in this good before. And really. the fact that you don't have to pay extra for the four K option like you do with Netflix. Yeah. Which because might that, change in the future. It's because they don't need the extra money. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But no, then, of course, they don't need it, but they want it. You know yeah. they want more money. Yeah. I think they're confident enough in their products that they don't need to try and push people for the extra option. Yeah. I think yeah. that's it. Like Netflix, of course, they, they have their different And tiers. it is a selling point to get people to come on to, was, to buy Because, again, it, th- that does differentiate subscribe. them in the market. Yeah. The fact that it's only like one plan yeah. of different months yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Also, their application and support for Dolby Vision is nice too. Like yeah. a lot of movies that you see on 4K are, are 4K on Disney Plus. Like mm. if you see the Blu-ray in the store, there's a the chances are at the moment that it's 4K on the Disney Star too. That's yeah. probably still upscaling as well. No, uh, the Dolby Vision it'd be harder to upscale into Dolby Vision. I reckon it'd be easier just to sort of rip the files from the 4K disc yeah. and like, you know, encode it down obviously. Yeah. Because you don't want a hundred gigabyte file streaming. But oh, I'd like that. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'd like that. <laughs> like we have hundred megabit internet, it'd be fine. But. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's nice so far. Um, back to Mash. It's presented in the original aspect ratio. Yep. I Not think they the learned their, their lessons yeah. from The Simpsons. I told people, I'm like, you got to embrace that four by three. It's yeah. beautiful. No, um, it's presented in the original aspect ratio. Yeah. Not the sort of, di- like, not the... Yeah, they don't the, cut off yeah. the top and bottom. Um, as it should we, be. Well, no, you, with this, I guess, I don't know. I was reading about this and you do lose a little bit off the top and the bottom, but we gain a lot in the sides for Mesh. Why would they cut off the top and bottom if know. it's in the original? Then it's not the original. It's the, no, it's the negative. The original negative aspect ratio, huh. not the not the uh, original broadcast. air, not the broadcast aspect ratio. That's interesting. So we do lose a little bit off the top and the bottom, but apparently we gain quite a lot in the picture from the sides, which is more interesting. I think that's interesting, the fact that they did that. 
So it's in four by three. Are there still black bars on no. the sides? No, it's like f- 16 by so, nine, but we didn't lose. We, like we lost a tiny bit off the top, but we gained more image. Because it, 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 it would have aired in four by three, yeah, like yeah. with the black but no, bars but on it's the nice, side. It's full screen, but it doesn't look cropped. Yeah, I know. I, I saw so, them watching it. It looks perfectly fine. And apparently in, we gained. In that case, in that case, they may, have, they may have gone back and and re, uh, not if not remastered it, they went back, if they went back to the source and reframed it so it, it was proper to the negative like you're yeah. saying. That's interesting. I'll have to look into that. But yeah, that's why I was doing some reading on it. Because um, all shows from that time will be four by three. Yeah, I went. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah. But I was doing some research. Um, I was reading on Reddit and people were talking about the Disney Plus version of Mash, mm. and they were saying how it's this aspect ratio, not four by three. Mm. We lost a bit of detail on the top and the bottom, but we gained a yeah, heap on the sides. On the sides. Which is because there's some shots. Because like, you have to be careful when you do that. Because obviously they shot it not. Wanting yeah. to show some yeah. sides because so you might have crew, yeah, and crew members and all sorts of stuff. But if they went back to the negative and yeah. actually reframed it, so it's like no, everything in frame. It looks kind of interesting. Should be there. If that's true, it's kind of interesting to see that there's a kind of workmanship behind Disney Plus in the yeah. sense that they're actually going back and doing adjusting what needs to be adjusted yeah. to make it the best but possible it, it, broadcast. It kind of also uh, makes the show feel. Stream. Yeah. It also kind of makes the show feel a little bit more epic than it would have. It original air because there's episodes with yeah. like there's a, like a boxing like the second or third episode there's yeah. like a boxing match and you get like a full ring and they're like yeah. fighting well especially because like, it would have been shot on film and so if it, you did uh, remaster it it would yeah. look amazing like um, an old yeah. movie would I am um, I, I, I'm disappointed there was no option to turn off the laugh track because I read ori- originally it aired without a laugh track see I didn't know that because I always watched it with the laugh track yeah but so I just assumed because I, I, I was looking at Mash before I started watching it, and yeah. I'm watching these episodes that I've seen so far. I'm thinking, I'm imagining this without a laugh track. Yeah, and it's, it's a, a much more darker. compelling show. Yeah, I'm like, there's the all movie, this really nasty. The, the original, joke. the original Robert Altman movie is like not super dark, but it's much more serious. And then the show, obviously, is a sitcom, so obviously it's yeah, more but of a it comedy. has a fair amount of drama in yeah. it. And if you take away the laugh track, it's a it's a very different yeah. show. Yeah, and the fact that it aired initially without a laugh track, and then they that, had to go back and they put, and yeah. they had to go back. I and wonder put how on. long after it aired that they put the laugh track. I reckon probably a couple of years they realized. Yeah, not even. Yeah, well, I, I reckon someone would have been uncomfortable, <laughs> and they'd have been like, "Yeah, this is a bit mean, guys. <laughs> Let's add a laugh track to know people yeah. that it's okay yeah. to make people know that it's all right." Anti-war. That's not capitalist enough for our broadcast. <laughs> yeah. You know. Fox Network but, or whatever. Uh, I mean, but yeah, there's some interesting things with Disney Star with like all this MASH content yeah. that's sort of unique, I guess, to Disney Star at the moment. Mm. Um, it, it's interesting. And I think this is, yeah, the last time we'll be talking about Disney Star or yeah. Disney Plus in depth for quite a while. And there's something big. Unless the big drop, yeah. Uh, but uh, like, yeah, so far well, I reckon it's good. Yeah. I mean, we've already taken up over half the show with talking about it, but we kind of have to mention that the Orville is now on... Yeah, yes. uh, hopefully it gets a new Star, life. Although that came here with SBS, it did come here, but it's much easier to watch and much obviously, like you were saying, the quality is much better on Disney Plus. And so Hulu is airing the season three in the states. So I'm hoping it's not a dodgy rights thing here, where because it's still on now, it's on Hulu, and then it's like, well, we don't get it. We get the first two seasons on Star, but then third season still goes to SBS or somewhere else. I'm like, oh, I really hope it's just on Star. So well, I can the, just be... The first, two, the first two seasons were on Star. Yeah. 
So we'll, we'll see. Fingers crossed. Looking forward to it. Please don't cancel it. It's a great <laughs> show. Um, um, yeah. Also, really quickly, which maybe we've talked about before, and maybe we'll talk about another time because we don't have time now. But I'm just—I still buy a lot of physical stuff. My collection is huge now, um, and mostly, it's because I'm really scared of censorship. Because yeah, because when Disney Star came out, they were already censoring the the movies uh, on the the Star, the you know the kids family stuff. Even though they were kid family friendly already, it was just Disney have to adjust to the modern sensibilities. And And I was like, no, I'm not. That's bad. And now the apparently I've heard. I haven't looked into it properly, but I've heard some of the Star stuff, some of the Fox adult oriented stuff, that's been censored. Some of it. So that could just be a case of because it's a new service and they're just putting up the old TV edited for tv version and no one no one checked double checked it but i'm um, i'm just scared man like in 10 years from now i don't want to turn on alien and it's all cut to pieces you know you'll have your you'll have your illegal disney disowned blu-rays and DVDs. well yeah that's the thing is because uh, that's the other thing like disney disney released they released the kind of like nintendo they released like disney exclusive blu-rays that are really expensive and only, were only released once like 10 years ago and i'm like well, crap, now I have to start buying those because if we go on streaming, it's going to be the weird edited version. And I'm not, you know, I don't... Not about that lifestyle. I'm not about that at all. I'm so not about that. So we'll see in in a few years' time if it's still happening. No, why can't they just like let... Like, it'd be cool if you could choose a version. You know what I mean? Choose a version or, you know... Warning label. Just a warning label. This, this is this. Well, they do thing that. With, they do that with. They do that with some of the old cartoons. Like yeah, with um, HBO Max. See, this they is don't what, do that with Disney. This is what I love. Yeah, that's why I love Warner Brothers. All the old racist stars cartoons. They just have a warning. Whoopi Goldberg comes up and she's like, you know, this cartoon is indicative pro- of the yeah. time it came out. Please, you know, please enjoy it if like, you can. You know, we that's all, all they that need. Time, but like, we haven't got much time tonight to discuss it. But that's an interesting topic. Yeah, because at what point do we lose historical context? And it's important yeah. to go back and watch this content through the eyes that's of people at the time and realize the danger and learn the lessons from it. Yeah, rather than just sort of putting our fingers in our ears. Exactly. Well, I mean, this is wildly off topic for our show, at least. But you look at the way people have treated To Kill a Mockingbird. Because it makes people uncomfortable. Well, that's the thing. And completely... Or 1984 even. Like, completely missing the point of it because you don't misunderstand it. Oh, yeah. Like, or, Donald Trump. It's like that whole thing, all the queuing on people like, read 1984. It's like, you're taking yeah. the wrong message from that book. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, but but that's, that's, it doesn't mean what that's you think it means. That's because right-wing people yeah. lack any self-awareness or any intelligence, clearly. Um, <sighs> anyway, we've... Blasted yes. through most of yeah. the show talking about Star, even though I said we shouldn't <laughs> yeah. talk about Star anymore. <laughs> Makes for good content. We'll be yeah. back right after this short break. You are back on the Tuesday review, and our feature review for tonight is Boss Level. Yeah. Okay. We don't have a lot of time, so I'm going to rapid fire all the stuff yeah. I want to talk about because what happened was Joe Carnahan, who is a writer director that I love very much, I've seen, I've got all these movies, I've seen all these movies, love it. And like over 10, I want to say 10 years ago, maybe not that long, but close to 10 years ago, he announced he was making a movie like Groundhog Day with guns, like Groundhog Day as an action movie. That's pretty much what we And I was like, any Joe Carnahan movie, I'm down, I'm there. And then of course, 
Hollywood happens and he doesn't get to make it for a long time. It goes through Fox was going to make it and then someone else was going to make it and then they dropped it. Development hell. Exactly. Yeah. And he, he, you know, Joe, Joe Carnahan is also a director who, in a way, is like a spirit animal for this show because he sticks to his guns and he speaks his mind and he doesn't play by Hollywood's rules. And because he of that... He makes art. He doesn't... Like, he yeah. Doesn't, yeah. And because of that, he doesn't get to make a lot of movies. And the, he... And as with boss level, the movies he does make, it takes hard, a lot of long time and hard work to get made. So anyway, yeah. I've been I've been hyped for this movie for almost a decade. Um, it's his first movie, I think, since 2014. Wow. See, this is the situation. Like, he he wants to make his, his movies his way, and the studios can get. Yeah, especially you these know? days when there's so much. Yeah, um, he refuses to bow. So yeah, around, he refuses yeah. to bow down to any. You know, he was supposed to do a Deathwish remake, which would have been like closer to the book and like more of a deconstruction of violence. It would have been really interesting. And the studio got scared, obviously, and made that crappy Bruce Willis version, which no one saw. And Joe Carnahan went off. He was like, you know. Yeah, I can imagine. And of course. In as we discuss, you can't do that in Hollywood because then the the guys with the money don't yeah let you make they movies. put their wallets away yeah. yeah he was supposed to do Bad Boys three he wrote an incredible script of course they got scared and the movie we got was pretty meh you know he was supposed to do Gemini Man which would have been amazing he made this concept trailer a few years ago where it was like young Clint Eastwood and like old man Clint Eastwood and like they were chasing each other trying to kill each other it was like cut from old movies and stuff that sounds cool and he was like I'm gonna make this movie it's gonna be incredible um and of course Hollywood got scared and we got the Will Smith version which no one saw and apparently was terrible I never I never even wanted to watch it but anyway Joe Carnahan's amazing everything he does is great and so this movie, I was like, we have to go see it. I was like, I know. And I showed you guys a trailer. I'm like, the trailer's no yeah. good. <laughs> I'm like, are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we watched the trailer. We just like. Callum was like, I'm like really? Ja- like, I'm I had like, to drag him like, to the cinema. Like, He's like, this is one of those really? movies that James loves the director. And we're going to have to go and see the director's yeah. shit film. I was like, yeah. I was like, even if it's bad, like I have yeah. to go see it. Because oh, Joe Carnahan. <laughs> it's all good. To be fair though, even bad movies. It's uh, unless that's Harlequin. There's something nice about going to see explosions and you know lots of big budget well, it, action. It depends. It depends on the level of the bad. Movies. Yeah, like if the bad is still like, oh, well, there's a couple good stunts, then yeah. As but, long as it's exciting. But sometimes the bad is just all bad, you know. And yeah. it's like, well, that was a waste. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're sitting in the cinema. I'm like, hell yeah, boss level. I hope it's good. Maybe it won't be. Um, I trusted the director. You guys were like, eh. And then what, like five minutes, no, ten yeah. minutes like in? Like ten minutes in, I lean over to James and I say, already the trailer hasn't done this justice. Yeah. That movie hadn't really got started. We were, It's only like establishing the characters. Yeah. And already the film was like way better than the trailer. Yeah. So like... Who I, cut the trailer, man? They yeah, need I, to lose their jobs. I don't know. The, the people who cut trailers are probably paid a lot of money and always do terrible jobs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry to say. Um, so I want to go into spoilers, but before that, I just want to say, if you are listening... Try and if you can try and go see Boss Level at the movies. Yeah. If only, so Joe Carnahan can make more movies. Yeah. Because, support. Support. Yeah. Because it's taken this long just to get this film made. I'm, it's taken this long since his last movie. I'm surprised he's one of the directors. One of the directors at Netflix or someone like that has snapped up immediately. 
Yeah. He's like, a Dark James the same though. He's a bit of a dangerous guy. Yeah, but, but Netflix, streaming but it's shouldn't dangerous, have that right? Fear, Netflix, yeah. is, Netflix wants to be dangerous to Hollywood. Yeah. Maybe they offered and he was like, no. Yeah, he, he he seems like a guy who would be like, nah, I don't want, I'm not interested in that. But yeah, that, he he'd, he would make a good fit for streaming because then he could do whatever the hell he wanted and get, you know, and get the budget that he needed. But anyway, yeah, if I, I recommend going to see Boss Level. If it's still um, playing, it probably isn't even still playing if anymore. If you can see it, go see it. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised that it, as soon as I saw it came up on the Hoyt's email, you know, the updates, and I was like, we have to go. So I was surprised it came out. We've been lucky, um, yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd been following its development, but because of the um, pandemic and like, so, that was, it was supposed to be released in 2019. It was shot in 2018, supposed to be released in 2019. We get to and see it in 2021. The studio dropped it. They were like, no, we're not confident in it. And so it took till after, you know, till now to, for it to finally get come out. I think it's, coming out on Hulu in the States oh. and it got a theatrical release here, which is interesting. Usually we don't get yeah. anything here, especially theatrically. Oh, I think but we, yeah. got a, we got a good deal. If Yeah, if you can see it, definitely see it because it's a lot of fun. It's a yeah. really fun... Really fun film. Like action, you know. Fun's the, w- the right word and for it. as we discussed, you know, after the movie, it's not just Groundhog Day with guns. Like there's a bit more going on. Yeah, um, I read a I read an interesting quote, uh, a very interesting thing, a Twitter thread by a screenwriter today. Yeah, no, yesterday, and he said that all good movies are a drama with a genre attached on top. So he says, like, you huh. take you yeah. take you take all excellent films. Yeah, and it's like you have a genre, whether it be in space, a fantasy, or whatever. Yeah, but the core premise is always a drama, which gets interrupted by yeah. the genre because good movies ha- have a. Have an emotional conflict. core. Yeah, an, an emotional conflict that... Yeah. Yeah. And in this film, of course, as you were saying, it's that sci- it's like a science fiction-y time loop deal. Yeah. But which just so happens to interrupt his kind of failing got, marriage. Yeah. yeah, it's got great character moments. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, see it if you can. Um, it's definitely worth checking out. Um, the trailer doesn't do it justice. Um, all right, spoilers. We don't have a lot of time. Time loops are so hot right now. Yep. Every movie, TV show last five years. Life is a years. goddamn time loop right now. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> Every day is the same. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Even video games. There's a couple of video games coming out this year that have time loops. The TV shows, movies. It's kind of... Um, it's come back in the zeitgeist, yeah. It's kind of cliche now or boring. So for this movie to just do it, but an action movie is like, uh Yeah, but... but ends up paying off. Yeah, um, My expectations weren't super high. Yeah, but like I said, James, one of the best movies probably for the year. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see how the year goes, but at the moment, so far, it's up yeah. there. <laughs> um, so it stars Frank Grillo, who. So this is a reason why Joe Carnahan, which one of the reasons why this movie got kind of dropped so many times. Frank Grillo is not exactly and a triple A leading. Exactly, man. because Joe Carnahan was like, I have to have Frank Grillo as the leading <laughs> man. And all the studios were like, no, 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 he's not a big enough name. And Joe Carnegie was like, screw you, screw you, screw you. And the movie comes out and Frank Grillo can hold an entire movie on his own. Yeah, I was yeah. He's a bona fide man. action star. Yeah, and oh, he had absolutely. The, but you know what? He had humor. Yeah. He had everything. He's he ticked, bad He ticked all the boxes. Yeah. A strange he could do the stunts. He can make us laugh. He can give us the feels. Yeah, he the feels, yeah. There's a, strange, there's a strange term to throw around, but he has a visual charisma. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like he said, no, he works. Yeah, yeah. It's not so much about whether he can do the dramatic performance. He looks like a character. He moves. Yeah, he like looks a like a comic book character. <laughs> yeah, that, that's exactly yeah. what I'm saying. He's like a buff, like old. Yeah, yeah. but it works. Yeah, the, it, this movie could have come out of a comic book 
almost. Oh, yeah. it's definitely comic book, yeah. In the best way. I don't yeah, mean, yeah. like, it's yeah. not like Marvel. It's like a heightened like, reality, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's one of the reasons the movie, yeah, the movie works. Um, and it's one of the reasons why this is not a big budget studio. Well, it is a studio, but you know yeah. what I mean? Like, the casting is excellent. Yeah. yeah. Like, it didn't get the recognition it deserves because it doesn't have Leonardo DiCaprio or someone in the main role. I think he, he, it seems like he cast the people he thought were right for the roles. He didn't go yeah. out and cast who was so hot. Yeah, exactly. Frank Grillo and Mel Gibson. <laughs> the Ma- studio executives just like, what do Ma- you smoke? Can't you switch, can't you <laughs> yeah, switch yeah, it around? Yeah, 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 can we choose some different actors? He's like, Mel- no. Mel Gibson is such a good bad guy though. Yeah. Like, in it, real life. Really no, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, um, <laughs> Well, Expendables 3 wasn't that good, but Mel Gibson as the bad guy, you know, pretty awesome. And he's a good bad guy in this. Um, it's because he has, I think he has fun with being the bad guy, you know? Yeah, he especially definitely shoots in scene, especially in the scene where he's talking about the snake. I love that scene. Yeah, that, that, like, he's just having so much fun. The, the, the actual, the dialogue in this. So, in these kind of movies, it, you know, sometimes the dialogue can be a little annoying. Yeah. But the, the there's like an overlay of narration in this film. And yeah. the the dialogue from the narration and also the spoken dialogue, especially yeah. from like Mel Gibson's character yeah. and some of the dialogue he has with his son. Yeah. Very, I found it to be very powerful, uh, very a very powerful good, screen screenplay. It's a good balance of like action quips, one-liners, funny dialogue, badass dialogue. And introspection. And like, yeah, emotional sort of character, you know, driven dialogue. Yeah. This, like, I'm um, legit. This, the screenplay was one of the best also, I can, I've, uh, we've seen yeah. in quite a while. Also, you know, you know me, I hate narration. It's lazy and it, it's just annoying. But in a movie like this, or at least the way it's done here, it works. Yeah. Especially because you have to introduce the time loop thing. Did he write the, did, the write, did he write the script himself? He he wrote this version. Like I think the original script was by one or two other guys. Okay. But by the time it got to this version, yeah, like yeah. this is the Joe Carnahan rewritten yeah. a million times version, as far as I know. Yeah. Um, and he stamps it's all. Chinese over whispers it. with scripts like this a lot of the time. Oh yeah, every time there's probably, a, ho- there's probably a whole bunch of yeah. uncredited writers as well. But yeah, as far yeah, as yeah. I know, like this is it was his script. Um, and yeah, like. Yeah, the narration works because you have to set up the time loop thing pretty quickly. Like, it's not... One thing I like about it, it's not like Groundhog Day where the day plays out normally. He goes to bed and then he wakes up and it's the same day again. And then yeah. and then it, it happens again. And then, then there's a montage of it happening again and again. And then you sort of... You learn through the visuals. And Groundhog Day is still the best and the first time loop. Maybe. Anyway, Maybe. still the best one. Like, and there's a reason for that. This one starts in the middle of like the 140th time yeah. loop, and and does explains to it the narration. But unlike annoying movies, the narration isn't just like, you know, how did I get here? This is how the time loop worked. It yeah, just kind of like ser- it serves the action. Yeah, it serves, and it's like about the character's journey. He's like, I've done this a million times. I'm really sick of it. And he doesn't go, and here's how I got here. Then it kind of shows you how he got there. And then the the narration's just explaining. The it's sort like of, setting things up a yeah. little bit. Yeah. And, and also uh, doing the um, emo- some of the emotional connecting. Yeah. Um, we, didn't, we didn't say the premise, but I guess it's pretty simple. It's, like, yeah. He, uh, uh, 
he's a, like ex special forces he guy. He doesn't know why he's in a wakes time up. Loop yeah, wakes up every morning with him. a whole bunch of eccentric assassins trying to kill him. He doesn't yeah. know why, and he always dies. And he always wakes up at the start of the same morning. And, and he remember of, he remembers he, all the previous remembers, deaths yeah. and days. And, and so, so eventually, it's unfolding that mystery. Uh, yeah, eventually he figures out he can um, sort of uh, avoid these assassins because he learned through but, routines. Yeah, but uh, like eventually he always dies. Like he's just like they always get me. There's always one more, you know. And I guess. He doesn't say this in the movie, but you know he has to get to the boss level. Like he has to get through all the assassins. It's yeah. almost video game in a way. It's well, it starts off of the video game yeah, like yeah. pixely logo. It's got like a MIDI MIDI music kind yeah. of eight bit music, and it's got the pixelated text. Yeah, it's definitely going for that, but it's not a video gamey movie. No, but it's sort of yeah, inspired. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Oh man, we only got ten minutes left. All right, I'm gonna rapid fire, and you guys. Just yell at me to stop. Um, Naomi Watts is in this movie. Yeah, yeah, she's she's good in it. Awesome. Will Sasso plays a bad guy, which I don't think I've ever seen him in a serious role. You know, the big henchman guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, he did good job. I think I've only seen him in silly like comedy movies. Uh, Mel Gibson obviously having a lot of fun. Frank Grillo, Michelle Yeoh's in this movie. Awesome. Ken Jeong. Very funny. He's always, he's always a favorite. I didn't write it down. I'm sorry, but the guy who plays the um, surveillance expert, also very funny. Everyone's very good in this movie. The kid who plays um, Frank Roy's son. son. Yeah, Roy, uh, Frank plays Roy. The kid who plays Roy's son is, I think, Frank Grillo's real life son. Oh, wow. Rio Grillo. Oh, that's cool. And I think he did a good job too. Yeah. Um, this is also... The perfect kind of mid-budget movie yes. that they don't make anymore. Yes. Well, for a start, I actually said to you during the movie, mm. some of the action scenes were so expertly done. Yeah. Some of the car there's scenes, some good, great car the chases. Angles, yeah. There's a scene during this. There's a fight stairway, in the stairwell. Yeah. John and I Wick. said to James, it could have been straight out of a, a John Wick movie. Yeah. Like just interesting camera angles. Yeah. Which is something people don't really think about when they go into the movies. Yeah. Is how are things being how shot, to make the framed, action exciting? And yeah. That's what I said to you. I was like. You know, we're and watching I'm gunfights, sure. and sometimes when you're watching gunfights, it's like, yeah, just hurry up so we can get to the next scene. Yeah. But I was like, wow. Yeah. And I'm sure there will be some trickery involved with having it in a time loop. They can reuse footage that they've already recorded. Yeah, or... but I, I didn't think. I mean, they could shoot everything once and then cut yeah. it up. Yeah. But you know, they they don't really repeat. Footage. No. Yeah. It's no. always a but different shot. They could cleverly yeah. edit in different yeah, yeah. angles and stuff to make yeah. like. There's probably some because, things to keep the budget down yeah, with this be- type of story. Because of the budget, like there is some dodge CGI, but mostly it's yeah, yeah. good practical, you know, car crashes, explosions. Um, but yeah, like we always talk about, the only movies now that come to cinemas are $300 million kids yeah. animated movies, superhero movies, you know, sci-fi, t- big tentpole movies. Or on the other side of the spectrum... Very low budget horror indie, <laughs> yeah, horror movies or like indie dramas, yeah, that you know go to streaming or go to small cinemas like the Nova. There's the you know, there used to be there's no in, middle in ground. the oldie 90s, <laughs> a middle ground, <laughs> you know, there used to be a middle ground where it's like 50 million dollars. We, we, we call this era pre Marvel, yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's PM, yeah, pre Marvel, um, like. You know, fifty, sixty million dollars, like you know, still high. You know, good high 
production value, but like you're not blowing out the whole. Yeah. You know, so this is a good movie. I mean, this movie could have done with a few more million, but it it we still it got is, a good product. It is, yeah, exactly, and it is in that uh, sort of mid-budget range that we don't see anymore. Um. Okay, what else? Uh, all the assassins, really funny, eccentric. Um, yeah, good personalities. It's like a vi- like yeah. video game bosses. Each yeah. one has a different shtick. Personality, uh, yeah. Different ways to defeat them different and so on. Different style, yeah. Um, uh, what I like about the film is it doesn't take itself... It's a serious action oh, film. Yeah. But we it doesn't take itself too seriously. It allows some humor into the mix. We we said this after the movie finished. I'm like, after Syn- Synchronic, which took itself way too seriously... Yeah, it's a palate This is Yeah, because it's like... <laughs> It's, it's just yeah, it's just kind of having we're fun. All very it's a happy. fun movie. We're all very happy to go see smaller movies like Synchronic. Yeah, but the problem is they're not always cooked the whole way through. Yeah. Whereas this film, uh, as you said, like yeah. some of the icing on top might be a little bit yeah. uh, blasé. I'd, ra- I'd rather have dodgy but, icing on the top than have a soggy bottom. Cake. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> the metaphor. <laughs> yeah. I was you know what I mean? Was, uh, yeah, or to, make... or to have a nice looking cake and then you cut it and there's nothing inside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd rather have yeah, a bit of like dodgy frosting than <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. There's a scene where he's flying like a sports car over a fence. Oh yeah, <laughs> over like and a huge s- s- yeah. And I'm just ground. like, that's what I want to see. Yeah, or when he's trying to drive through the fence, it just Bang, smashes, yeah. and there's like, oh, good plan, it shoots him in the head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's like I love to see cars flying, explosions. Yeah. it's exciting. Yeah, just guys, and that's what this movie delivers in spades. Yeah, yeah it's just really fun. Um, the soundtrack is also really good. Yeah, I mentioned you like we're, yeah. like one of the first like scenes is like a synthy kind of, kind of s- yeah, soundtrack. Seven, like, and there's some seventies very funky nice, and then of course some video gamey compliments the movie stuff. very well. Yeah. Um. What else? Uh. Yeah. Ca- oh, the character scenes. Yeah. The the yeah. That, that like I said the drama at the center. Yeah. So obviously the movie starts off. There's like lots of shooting, stabbing, blood everywhere. Oh, also it's R-rated, so it's not kitty. Yeah, know, like, like I said, with the mid-budget, like it's not a movie we get anymore. It's just the fact that it's like an R-rated adult-oriented no action movie that came to the cinema. <laughs> like we don't it, get yeah. that anymore. John Wick was like the last one that came out. It, it definitely feels like we got the movie they wanted to make. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't compromised in terms yeah. of censorship. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what else? Oh, yeah. I, char- character scenes I just mentioned. But, like, it starts out of action-y. Um, we get some tender moments. A, then, we get some yeah, character yeah, moments. As you get but to know the characters, the best, you get to understand yeah, the Yeah, some of the best mo- moments in the movie are just talking. And one of the best moments in the movies where he's playing video games with his son. Yeah. Which kind of, you know, brings the emotional... Like, it's just good. He gets the bond with his son again and again. That's the thing. It's like, you don't expect for a movie about assassins and shooting and explosions for for him to utilize... Month or a month of his time loops just bonding with his son. Yeah. (laughs) He gets gets (laughs) to a point where... you You see the trailer and you're like... Oh yeah, there's definitely going to be a scene where he spends twenty years sitting of on time park loops, benches sitting, and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Look, I mean, he gets to a point where he's so tired of fighting. Yeah, and he'd rather just spend that time doing something positive, like bonding with the son he, he doesn't really know anymore. Another thing I liked is that, un, you know, unlike Groundhog Day, where he has to do the same day over again and get everything exactly right until he has the perfect day and learns his lesson, and then he wakes up. 
Whereas this movie is like, every time he wakes up, there's like a different goal. Yeah. At first, it's just to survive as long as he can. But then, yeah. And then he's like, movie. I have to find whoever killed my wife. And then it's like, oh, I have to find my son. And then it's I have also, to spend time with my son. It's also smart writing because it keeps him from going insane. Yeah. And like, it, came, it keeps about, the audience well, interested. The thing about Groundhog yeah. Day, we're talking about the, the thing about Groundhog Day is by the end of the movie, uh, he's been insane well, every, and come out of it again. It, it, yeah, every, like, every every movie, even non-time loop ones, but every movie has that moment where the character has the dark, yeah. you know, where they, they don't yeah. think they can get and out. Like, and Groundhog Day has the bits where he's killing himself and stuff. Yeah. And this movie has that as well, where he's just like, he's just like, just let me sleep. You can, guys can kill me all you want. Yeah. But like the, the fact that yeah he they have goals it sort of avoids that trap of that sort of the cliche almost yeah yeah like it keeps the story moving forward but yeah. because they could have just fallen into the right. trap of yeah and I know, know like, I know that the the developments don't really take an actiony turn in terms of his bonding with his son yeah but because it's an action movie it has to move forward mm. right it's not so some dramas can revolve around a central argument and kind of just sit in it and develop that argument yeah but because it's an action movie. He has to be doing something. There yeah. has to be another goal to reach. Whereas, you know, if, if it was a drama, right, that goal might be understanding or resolving a yeah. relationship problem. But in this film, the drama, of course, is the central premise. It's the wife, it's the son and all of that. Yeah. But he needs to be active, whether that be the drama. And then he yeah, comes yeah. out of the drama yeah. as he's refined his character. True. He knows more about himself. To, yeah, it has to balance the action and the And then he, he has the, from that drama, he gets the willpower to keep fighting yeah. and to get to the final boss. And he has the epiphany to use the helicopter, which he never thought of yeah. before, which is really funny, <laughs> so the, the minigun. The, <laughs> the drama serves a purpose. It strengthens the whole movie yeah. because it, it refines Roy's character yeah. and gives him the motivation to get where he couldn't Definitely, before. yeah. Um, and he, of course, he learned. It, it also acts as a tool to impart knowledge. Like he didn't, the, he thought the wife had passed away, but it turns out yeah, the wife was he can, alive. And he can save her. Yeah, yeah. It, it kind of puts all the pieces together yeah. for him. Um, oh, we we only got like a minute left. Um, so the ending of the movie is very abrupt. <laughs> yeah, and is the only slightly disappointing. On the one hand, I understand why he did it because once Roy goes into the machine that's causing the time loop to reset the world and end the time loop, it's like obviously the next logical scene is for him to step out and the next day has happened. That's kind of a boring ending. Um, but if it, it literally just cuts to black when he enters the machine. It's not and in very a way, satisfying. Yeah, in a way, I was like, that, I don't understand that. Like, And if you want to be ambiguous, yeah, if you want to do an... We talked about the Inception ending last week with Synchronic. I'm like, this movie is hasn't earned the ambigui ambiguity and, of yeah, the ending. Yeah, I agree. It, was slightly, like, it, was, it wasn't Inception, satisfying. But Inception, love or hate the ending, it kind of earned that at yeah. the end. It was like this huge yeah. mind-bending yeah. two-and-a-half-hour Because the Inception was about that question. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whereas this one, I'm like, they definitely set, when he's bonding with his son, they set up the fact that he his son wants him and the mum to kind of get together again and they to go sailing on a boat. And he's like, yeah, we'll do that, son. And then the end of the world happens and he wakes up the next morning. And he does that again and again. And they kind of set that up. And I was like, it, a much better ending would be he goes in the, the machine and then it cuts to they're on the boat sailing the Look, end credits. I, I like, actually think it would have been a better ending Yeah. if it just resets. He wakes up in his bed and the assassins are trying to kill him again. That's a whole different movie. <laughs> no, but you that know what I mean? That is another... Same film, yeah. but 
fuck but, ending. Yeah, but that's that's like a whole other movie that I, that I think I would have been even more mad at that ending. <laughs> no, but don't, don't you think it would have been yeah. an interesting ending? Like, or like alternatively, like because if it is trying to be ambiguous, it's like, oh, did he die? Did he get to come out and live the rest of his life? I'm like, there's definitely a version of the movie where he has to sacrifice himself to reset the world, yeah. to, uh, which is a darker movie that they could have done, but they would have stayed. If they were doing that, they would have, should have set that up earlier, like yeah. much more of an epic kind of like, this is where it's going. Like he keeps trying to save himself and he's like, Didn't, nah, yeah, the only the movie way wasn't to save he- my... The movie wasn't like Looper, at the end of Looper, it's yeah. like the only way to save the kid is to Give sacrifice yourself, myself. Yeah. So they could have done that, but that's not where the movie's going. The no, kind of it, yeah. the tone of the movie, the funness of the movie, it, it was leading itself to it was having a good ending. Yeah, yeah, right. Because like I he mean, saved the girl, yeah. he did this, he did that. The ambiguity of the ending wasn't the worst, but it's like I think cutting to the boat and it's like happily, happily ever after. That it suited the movie's worked, tone more suited, than just yeah. the ambiguity. Um, also, like. Because the, the, mo- the movie's definitely working on a budget. It doesn't feel cheap or low budget, but it's definitely still working within a Confines, budget. Confines, yeah. yeah. Um, and so there are, it's definitely like the, the climactic uh, action scene isn't that huge. But that's also because the whole movie up until this point has just been action, action. Yeah. Like there's a sword fight and, and all this stuff. I am Guang Yin. And you yeah, Guang I have Yin done this. The, yeah. I'm Roy, and I have done this. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's all this crazy stuff going on, shooting, explosions. So by the time you get to the end, it's really just about the emotional reunion with his wife. And so it makes sense that there's not a big, huge... Mel Gibson is great as a villain, but he he stays mostly just in his office the whole movie. Um, and so it would be good if they could have spent a little bit more time or money on maybe a slightly bigger action scene in the yeah. in the um was it the the Osiris spindle the machine yeah. that makes the time loop in if that if that chamber that was in was a bit yeah. bigger and there was like guards and then uh Mel Gibson was at the top like Donkey Kong you know like in the old Mario like the f- original uh, Donkey Kong game uh, it would have been Mario. cool to see like a mission like, a, fall, a mission impossible fallout style fist fight yeah you know like, I mean? to, it's like, the, like near the spindle yeah exactly and that's what I was thinking is the end of the movie the spindle should have activated and him and Mel Gibson are fighting and they're getting tired and beaten up and bleeding and then he throws Mel Gibson into the spindle and like it disintegrates him <laughs> or something and then the wife is like you can ent- no one else can enter the spindle it's but programmed you can just for you yeah. and once you go in you should be able to come out um and then at least, even if they're going to do the ambiguous ending, at least that you have the m- image of Mel Gibson melting, <laughs> you yeah. know, of like, oh no, that could happen to him. But he's like, nah. Also, if they were going to do the ambiguous ending where he could have died, the son should have been there. Yeah, Like yeah. the son, the wife, hug. I might die, but I have to die. And then to they can have that really awkward handshake. Awkward handshake with his son. <laughs> 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 Benson and Warhead present. <laughs> uh, all right, we're... We're out of time. We spent way too much time <laughs> talking about Star, but there was a lot to talk about with Star. So, but I recommend uh, Boss Level. Do go see it. Yeah, please. go see Boss Level if you can. If you can't, you know, get it some other way eventually. So it's, it's actually streaming. a really good film. It's worth a watch. And check out Joe Carnahan's other movies. I'm really excited for Joe Carnahan's next movie. Apparently, um, it's called Cop Shop. Apparently, it sounds like a Assault on Precinct 13 kind of thriller. We'll see it in like 10 to 15 years. Probably, yeah. 
Um, also, he was supposed to do the American remake of The Raid, and I'm against all remakes, especially of like Asian movies and or you know uh, non-English movies. Um, but if he's doing it, I'm excited. So fingers crossed for that. Um, yeah, lots more to talk about, but we've run out of time. But yeah, check it out if you can. It's Alrighty. a good movie. Thank Adios, you for cousins. listening, everybody. Uh, Adios. We'll be back next week. Adios, cousins.